Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the For Film Sake podcast. My name is Brian Arshija, and I'm here with Chris Lucky. And today we are going to be talking about Scarface. Fucking Scarface. Fuck yeah, Scarface. <laughs> My little friend. Was, yeah. But uh, <laughs> before we get into any of any of that, the new episode mm-hmm. stuff, uh, let's do the condiments. Condiments, the ketchup, the Which mustard, the I relish. still fucking love that that name stuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's there forever. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things. <laughs> um, on the ketchup, um, Atlanta. Still Atlanta. watching Atlanta. Yeah. How's that going? I haven't gotten the chance to watch it yet. Uh, the note that I wrote down uh, from the last episode is just Atlanta continues to be the most socially aware and unapologetically black show on television. That's Childish Gambino for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's really good. I mean, the social commentary on that show is is beyond. That's awesome. Really digging it. I really I really have to, like, take a take a couple days and watch it i mean it's, it's so different it's like and I'm, I'm surprised that it's catching on with um such a broad audience like this this last episode it was a typical 30 minute episode but well actually it wasn't typical at all because um and, and you, you know how you have your your 13 minutes of television then uh, seven minutes of commercial right then uh, show then commercial over and over again so this one what this did instead of giving you 13 minutes of straight show mm-hmm. it gave you about seven minutes of show and then gave you commercials at the beginning and the end but the commercials were part of the show oh so so it's like you couldn't turn the channel for the entire 30 minute block because you didn't know if the commercial was part of the show or, or if it was an advertisement that must have been like an advertisement like an advertiser's wet dream i mean but but it's, like, it's can't it, click away <laughs> yes. you can't click away exactly you want baby back baby back baby back ribs <laughs> yeah. good too bad they're gonna get them yeah you gotta <laughs> sit through all of it <laughs> But it was like, um, but you could you could tell the difference. The ones that were like mocking commercials, they had one for Swisher Sweets, which is a uh, cigar that uh, black people uh, famously use. And but but no one smokes a Swisher Sweet. You just uh, dump out all the guts and put, put weed, weed inside in of it. Yeah, yeah. So they actually had a commercial like advertising that. It was like, we know you ain't smoking these shits. <laughs> Bust them open. Get rid of that shit tobacco. That's fucking great. I I love I love like like self aware yeah. shit makes me. This is why I, I'm I'm annoyed at like um, actual products in the real world mm-hmm. because they intend you to use the products one way, but no one uses it that way. Hell no. So just market it the way that people use them. Don't fucking lie to us. Hell we yeah. know what you're talking about. Yeah, know exactly what you're talking about. Also, I, I gotta point out yesterday before the last episode last mm-hmm. week, we had a discussion about what was better. Mm-hmm speaking away from the mic mm-hmm. we're speaking closer into the mic yeah and today we just had to fix our levels yeah um because they were all kinds of fucked because yeah. my cat slept on the mixer yeah, yeah. <laughs> little fucking piece of shit cat <laughs> so he slept on the mixer so we had to recalibrate the whole goddamn thing yeah and now that we've recalibrated mm-hmm. I, ha- I have to get closer to the mic and oh, it yeah. sounds way better it sounds awesome and i am upset to admit that i was wrong about this conversation not even gonna rub it in yeah not at all because <laughs> we getting we're getting better quality all yeah, we, we are. And and yeah. I like the fact that we're getting better quality. Hell yeah. And part of me is like, 75% of me is like, oh, dude, you sound way better. Yeah. And like 25% of me is like, oh, fuck you. Fuck you <laughs> yeah. I still can't get rid of the spite that I feel towards it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we recalibrated everything and hopefully yeah. we're getting way better sound quality I now. I think so, yeah, yeah. Um, because basses were off the fucking hook. Yes, that shit was ridiculous. If you listen to our Jim Carrey episode, like if you listen <laughs> to it in the car, it's so bassy. Jonathan... Boom, boom. <laughs> I guess. Jim Carrey. That's Hell what yeah. Jonathan sounds like the yeah. whole fucking time. Hell yeah. Um, but we're doing shit. We, we're yeah. figuring it out. And oh we yeah. haven't even touched a mixer since we started the episode. It's been 35 nope. episodes. And mm-hmm. I, I I honestly don't know what was what at the beginning and yeah. what changed in the middle of it. Yeah. So, I don't know. We started over. And yeah. you're fucking welcome for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> you are. 
Uh, uh, what's next for you? I seen uh, the second episode of Westworld. Oh, how is that? It's still good. Um, it's getting better. I thought it was going to be too convoluted and um, just too much stuff going on in the first episode, but is there's enough violence to bring anybody in. You know, like even if you don't understand what's going on or the uh, the humanity that they're trying to show within these uh, animatronic robots, mm-hmm. like even if that's all past you, there's enough killing that anybody can get into it. You know, I I watched a, a VFX reel mm-hmm. of of that show because yeah. the, they had to do not complicated VFX to get the robotic animation feel oh, to yeah. it, but yeah. they had to do a lot of compositing and a lot of like just CGI mm-hmm. uh, composition to the actors' faces to make them look not as human. Yeah. And it was fucking fascinating. That okay. made me just want to watch the show because yeah. I want to see what it looks like. Yeah. But I don't fucking have HBO. Hey, man, yeah. I'll, I'll hook you up with the HBO. I, I got the hookup yeah. now. Fuck I yeah. I have the hookup. I'll, I'll be into that. <laughs> uh, you, I want to ask something because you, you've watched John Wick yeah. over the week. I, sure, I forgot to even put it in my yeah, notes. Yeah, that's why, that's why I brought it I up because sure it's not there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did you think about John Wick? Because everyone from the action episode knows yeah. that I fucking love John Wick. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. Um, John Wick is one of the better action movies that I've seen in the past three to five years. Mm-hmm. And I have to preface that by saying it's probably the only action movie I've seen in the past <laughs> three to five years. <laughs> no, I mean, I've, I've, I've seen action movies, but it's just, I'm, I'm typically just not into action. Yeah, but, um, but this John Wick movie it's beautiful. It doesn't it? Isn't it fucking? They made yeah. killing like fifty hundred Russian gangsters look pretty. I mean, it really. I mean, when when I'm looking at the the editing looks good, the cinematography looks good, and it's just like the story. I I would have liked a story. I would have liked more <laughs> story. You know, I would have liked more dialogue. It's just Keanu Reeves angry because they killed his dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, I, I I don't mind that. You know, yeah. but it's just as soon as you know why he's angry, mm-hmm. then it's just him kicking ass for the rest of the entire movie. It's like thirty minutes of setup and like an hour of just killing Russian yes. gangsters. Yeah. And and like I don't I don't want to like downplay it or discount the movie at all. Mm-hmm. Like it looks really good. And there's a reason there's a John Wick 2 coming out. Absolutely. Like, this shit it looks phenomenal. The editing is really good. I mean the pace is really good. I mean it's it's a good movie. Like even from somebody like me that doesn't like action movies. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. I mean, Keanu trains his ass off to be able to pull off that choreography. Yeah. Like he is good with a gun. Oh yes. Like the dude is fantastic. Oh yeah. I fucking love Keanu Reeves. Like I watch a movie with Keanu Reeves because it has Keanu Reeves. Yeah. And then figure out if the movie's good from what, that. What, what what would you say your be- your favorite Keanu movie Keanu Reeves movie is? I, honestly, mm-hmm. I have to say John Wick. John Wick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I All like right. The Matrix, yeah. and I like Scanner Darkly. Okay. I haven't watched that in a long time though. Yeah. Um, uh, he has a couple of other ones that are like drama mm-hmm. that I don't really remember. Mm-hmm. But John Wick is the one Keanu Reeves movie that I remember because it's like it, it was born, it was yeah. burned into my That's head really about how good it was. It's a really good. That's one. fucking fantastic. I'm gonna go with uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Fuck yeah, he was in Bill and Ted's. <laughs> that Bill and Ted, righteous dude. <laughs> It's so silly. <laughs> I gotta watch that, man. Yeah. Because I love time travel shit. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's completely insane. Don't they just travel in time to, like, get a better grade in history? They do. They do. Yeah, they go all the way back in time, and then they bring all these people, Napoleon and uh, Joan of Arc, and everybody to their history class so they can get that A. Oh, yeah. The things, Great plot. The things people do. Yeah. Uh, anyway, what's up? Um, And pretty much lastly, a thing that I've seen, Zootopia. So I haven't seen that yet. I fell asleep because yeah. I was dying when I was watching it. Oh, what do you mean? Yeah, I had a flu. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was fucking dying. Speaking of the flu. <laughs> Speaking of the flu, guys. All right. Now, I caught myself a little case of this flu yeah. about, about two weeks ago. I'm just not getting over it now. But let me tell you the benefits of the flu. 
you will look so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, after all the snot and like sadness has drained away, yes. you will look fantastic. You will look like you'll lose like three to five pounds of water weight. Like you'll 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 have so much nausea that you just don't want to eat. So it's like when you come out of that flu. I like I'm I am all for the flu guys. Don't get your flu shots. Go out there, get sick. <laughs> get the flu and Loose look 10 am- pounds. and look amazing. <laughs> but, but yeah, Zootopia. Zootopia. What do you think about it? I really like it, it, after I finished watching Zootopia, I had to um like reevaluate how I thought about all of my favorite cartoon movies. Right. Because there was a clear agenda to zootopia and a message and a meaning behind it so now i'm thinking that like, systematic racism yeah, yeah 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 and it's like but the, the thing that it's, it's always two movies with animated movies it's one the 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 movie that the adults are making for the children mm-hmm. and then the movie that the adults are making for the adults right. that are taking the children to see the movie yes and like my my mind was always as that child because that's the only way i knew how to watch a children's movie you know right. from the, the mindset of a child but now as as an adult i i, I can see those over tones in it and the message that they're trying to bring so i'm like i need to go back and see what the fuck lion king was about (laughs) 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 spoiler alert lion king was hamlet (laughs) was it really it's just hamlet it's it's just hamlet (laughs) (laughs) i'm like i I caught none of that as a kid it was like "Eh, that's fucking great Zootopia was a a fascinating movie because it dealt with the the fucking systematic racism issue that they had a uh, huge, great metaphor for that shit. Yes. And then it brought in the, the crack epidemic of the 1980s yeah. uh, in the form of flowers. And yes. it's just like, what the fuck? Turning people into savages. Right. And like I, I saw like little bits and pieces of the movie because I was like slipping in and out of consciousness when I was watching it. Yeah. And what I did catch was like, holy fuck, this is good. And yes. then I died again for two hours. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But it's, 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 I like that animated movies are doing that, man. They're yeah, like yeah. tackling real issues. Like animated yes. movies are no longer just for kids. No. You definitely get a sense of of like grown up and matureness that comes out of it. Yeah. I and agree. I think it's because the medium has been out for so long now mm. that people are starting to be able to use it for their own agenda yeah. and yeah. take advantage of it. It's yeah. fucking fantastic. I love it. Hell yeah. Um, I um I brought a um I don't even know what to what to call this just yet. Yeah. I made like a uh, a coin purse yeah. of some kind out of a plastic bag. Yeah. Now now here here's here's the reason why. All right, so I, I talked about this, I guess, a couple of months ago. I was uh, I was on the way to the podcast and realized I was broke as shit and I needed to get gas. And uh, you know when when I had the interaction with the uh, the lady that uh, was like, "Are you putting um, are you $2 trying to fill and up? seven cents?" Yeah, yeah, you trying to fill up a lawnmower or something? But but the dilemma is when you get paid every two weeks, that Thursday on the second week, the day before you get paid, you're so fucked. You're fucked. Yeah. You're all the way fucked. And and that's where I am. I'm I'm, I'm fucked. You know. <laughs> so so last night I was trying to find a way to transition a little bit better. So I started making these like uh, coin bags. These. They're like small, small little Listen, like coin purses. When I t- when I say it's when he says it's a coin bag, it, a coin bag, it's li- literally a coin bag. Yes, there are coins mm-hmm. and they're wrapped up in a plastic bag. Yes, and it looked like one of those medieval purses <laughs> that, like in the old days, some dude would walk up to like a lord mm-hmm. and it'd mm-hmm. be like, "Oh, where is your taxes?" And the dude would be like, "Oh, here you go." Yes. and they would throw it. <laughs> That's exactly what it looks yes. like. <laughs> like when they would drop a bag of coin in your hand. Yeah, it looks like that. <laughs> I mean, essentially because, all right, so say I wanted to go to the gas station or just anywhere later on today, and I wanted to spend 3 to $5. Yeah. You know, now instead of going there with two pockets filled with pennies, dime, nickels, and quarters, yeah. and then they tell me how much it is, and then I go out there, and what the fuck is that? God fucking damn it, What the sage? fuck is that? Sage? Time. Yep. Sage? sage. Oh, go. oh, God. Yeah, sage. You're me, muted, me sage. Me and you, me and you. Fucked up. Yeah. What is it? Scarface <laughs> is so, so fucking, fucking good. good. 
not not the time. Well, I guess it kind of is the time. Uh, yeah. It, so. <laughs> if there is a more opportune time to say Scarface, it's good. <laughs> I guess that's, it kind of is the time and the place. Right oh, now, I love but. you, Sage, but fuck you. <laughs> Anyway. But no, so so I mean, I, I wanted to uh, avoid the embarrassment of you know getting there. I'm like, okay, your total is five dollars and seventy two cents. Then I'm like, all right. Then I go into my pockets and just dump out all the pennies, dimes, and nickels <laughs> to the counting. counter. Yeah, and then have them counting. Then everybody behind me, they're wondering like how, like what the fuck. So what I did, I took uh, dimes, uh, nickels, and quarters, yeah. and then I put them inside of a plastic bag to the amount of five dollars equal total. Like it's five dollars. So then when I get up to the register, and then they're like, oh yeah, it's four dollars and seventy five cents. I'll just, I'll, I will just throw the bag at them and tell them to give me a quarterback. <laughs> you know? Like I know it's exactly $5. That is, honestly, mm-hmm. that is the funniest thing that I've seen someone do to be efficient. Oh, yeah. Like you're all about efficiency. You don't yeah. like fat. No. This is evidence of that. It's like <laughs> this thing right here is evidence of how much. Chris doesn't like faff. I do not like it. Because like I don't mind. Like, if I'm in a gas station and mm. I got pennies and quarters and shit, yeah. and there's people waiting behind me, yeah. fuck them. I'm doing a transaction. <laughs> right? Their, their transaction can wait because yeah. I'm doing a transaction. All right. All right. But you're like, I don't want to fucking be here. Yes. I got to get the fuck out of here. Mm-mm. Here's fucking $5. Fuck you. Give me a quarter. We're done. Yes. It's like, it. it's, like, <laughs> it's like you live in New Jersey without living in New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like I, I, yeah, yeah. It, it is. It is like a culture shock because I'm from here, but uh, I left at 17. Yeah. You know, from Atlanta to California it was like big city stuff, and it was just always fast. To coming back here and going into a gas station, and no one has a sense of urgency no. at all. There's ever. no sense of urgency. No one has anywhere to go when you're driving on the road. No one has. No one has anybody where yeah. to be. Nobody gives a fuck. No, absolutely not. I'm from Puerto Rico. Yeah. We're some lazy motherfuckers back there every yeah. once in a while. All right. And like coming from that to here yeah. i kind of feel at home mm. but like i also grew out of that yeah. shit because now i have shit to do yeah like i gotta get to work and i gotta like ah oh, fuck i gotta record a podcast <laughs> yeah and like ah oh, fuck i gotta get groceries yeah so every time i'm behind some cunt in the road mm-hmm. that's just driving like 50 miles under the speed limit yep. i'm just sitting in the back going like come on mate you can do it please you can do it <laughs> come on just just a little hard a little harder yeah. a little harder on the pedal but you know what, what the assholes do, though, is like they'll, they'll go slow. Mm-hmm. They'll be going slow as hell, and you'll be right behind them. So as soon as you finally get the opportunity to get in front of them, then they want to speed, speed up. up and be right behind you. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, if you would have been going this fast in the first place, I would have had to fucking get in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Okay. You know, I went to eat with uh, our friends Giselle and Brittany mm-hmm. like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And we got out of the restaurant, had a lovely time. Yeah. And then I'm getting in who, my car. Who was driving? I was driving. Oh, I was. No, I was we all drove our separate cars. Oh, oh. Um, but, uh, I, I was getting into, we're getting out of the restaurant. I got yeah. into my car and I'm leaving the fucking parking spot. Yeah. All right. There's no, there's no car mm-hmm. coming into, I'm parked in one of those like vertical parking spots. Mm-hmm. I just have to turn left and get the fuck out. Right. Yeah. yeah. I look to my sides, nobody in the, in the, sp- in the, in like in the lane that I'm supposed to be driving in. Mm-hmm. As soon as I speed up, some fucking cunt just like shoves a stupid little face into my life yeah. and just like two inches away from like the hood yeah. of my car yeah. just like glides past it yeah. and then honks at me because I'm the one coming out of the parking lot and he gets angry at me. I almost got out of my car and kicked him. Mm. I swear to God. Yeah. I, it was the one moment in my life that I had like legit road rage. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> most road rage I have is like, uh, that's fuck you. But this one was like, fuck that guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. If I find them, I'll kill him. You come dry, <laughs> flying into the parking lot, then blow your horn at me. Like, yeah. no, fuck that. No, fuck Mm-mm. that bullshit. Nope. The respectful ass motherfucker. Yeah. Mm-mm. I was so furious at that Not guy. Not be having it. And I, I know we're we're out of time now, but I want <laughs> I want to bring up something. Yeah. Uh, this week, we work where our equipment is mm-hmm. uh, at the school, right? Yeah. 
And so for the last two weeks or week and a half, there there were three lights mm-hmm. on the floor of the cage room. Yes. No explanation. Nope. They were just there. They just, just there. three lights. Yep. So I walk into the into the the little office that we have. Yeah. And I ask someone. It's like, yo, what the fuck are the, the three lights in the thing? Yeah. And she goes like, oh, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. And in my head, when she said I had no idea, mm-hmm. what happened was like, well, why don't you fucking fix it? Yeah. It's why? Yes. What's the problem with you? Mm-hmm. They're there. Yes. They're expensive photo lights. They mm-hmm. cost like a thousand dollars for each fucking light. She doesn't care about that. Why would no, she care about that? No, not a shit given. No. I got so fucking angry. <laughs> I mean, just, I, I just, I don't know. I can't get angry at her because I know that she doesn't care. That's, that's what makes me angry. Because, like, if I know someone doesn't care, mm-hmm. at least, like, have the decency to tell someone else to care. <laughs> That'd be you know? nice. It'd be nice. Like, at least have the decency to be like, listen, I don't give a shit about those lights, but mm. if you do, can you please put them in the shelf? Yeah. It's like, I would be like, all right, I got you. You asked me a favor. I'll put the fucking lights on the fucking shelf like you're fucking supposed to. Yeah. And I'll do it spitefully, mm. but I'll do it. But just leave the lights on the floor for three weeks. It just fucking gets on my tits. I feel like that's just, like... I, I look at a lot of people like that though. Yeah. Like I feel like every like the majority of human beings are shit. Like I like I, I really genuinely believe that. <laughs> and, and and the thing is, it's like whenever I meet a shit human being, is just par for the course. I'm like oh, that's normal. Like right. I don't even get upset about you being a shit individual and human being. But whenever I meet someone that isn't a shit human being, I'm like oh, let's be friends. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. I think that you're ten. You're ten or nine years older than me. Yeah. And I think that's the difference. You have 10 years to process that people are shit. Oh, yeah. And I have 10 years left to go like, you know what? I got to get into this yeah, shit. Yeah. Like, you're still like, oh, I'm trying to see the good in people. People yeah. aren't that bad. You know, just give them a chance. And I'm work with bright-eyed people. and bushy-tailed. <laughs> and people are just like fucking hitting me in the face yeah. with their bullshit. Yes. And I'm just like sitting in a room crying, going like, why? Yeah. God damn it. I'll hit me. <sighs> yes, man. It's, it's good stuff, though. It's good Fuck stuff. Fuck me. Hate people. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, we're going to take a little break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about our little friend. It's fucking Scarface. Tony Montana, man. <laughs> Hell That's yeah. a good impression. <laughs> My name is Tony Montana. Anyway, welcome back, people. We are going to be talking about Scarface today. Fucking Scarface, man. Motherfucking Scarface. Yes. Uh, which I hadn't seen this movie ever. Yeah. I don't know why the fuck I didn't see this movie. It's All been right. a classic for like 30 fucking years. Oh, yeah. And it is, it's pretty good. It's pretty fucking good. This is the one movie out of, there's there's maybe five movies that I've seen like hundreds and hundreds of times. Yeah. This is one of them. When I um when I when I moved to Atlanta, I was in an apartment and it took them a month to set up my cable. Oh, so shit. the only movie I had was Scarface, <laughs> the collector's edition of Scarface, and I just let it play on the television. I left the TV on all day, all night, twenty four hours a day, and the movie just constantly looped over <laughs> and over <laughs> and over <laughs> again. No wonder you can quote that movie so well. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You fucking lived it for I a month. Lived that fucking movie. <laughs> Scarface, but um, the the rundown on yeah, Scarface rundown. is uh, in 1980 when Fidel Castro opens a harbor in Cuba, he sends 125,000 Cuban refugees to reunite with their relatives in the United States. Among these refugees, there is one who wants it all. His name is Tony Montana. Tony and his friend Manny arrive in the United States and start with small time jobs, but also brings a new level of violence to Miami. Tony is protective of his young sister, but his mother knows what he does for a living and disowns him. Tony is impatient and wants it all, however, including Frank's empire and his mistress, Elvira Hancock. Pretty soon, Tony will know that those who want it all do not last forever, and that is the price of power. 
Fuck yeah, it is. Directed by Brian uh, De Palma and written by Oliver Stone. Uh, which is uh, such a good fucking combo yeah. of directors. Brian De Palma is like stylistically, he's fucking awesome. I don't, I don't know if I know his work. Uh, didn't he do Miami Vice? I'm not sure. I didn't see Miami Vice though. Uh, maybe Heat. I think he did Heat with Robert. Oh, De Robert De Niro. And Pacino. And Pacino. Mm. I think he did that one. Okay. I'm not entirely sure. Right. But if he did, he's got a thing for style. Yeah. Uh, and like. And Scarface and like complemented with Oliver Stone's writing, mm. who, which we know we've talked about Oliver Stone before. He's yes. like a super political writer. Yeah. And, and like every movie that he does has some element of like, hey, America, mm. this is for you. Yeah. Right. So he recently did Snowden. Yes. Uh, did he direct Snowden too? He, he directs Snowden. Yes. Snowden? Yeah. So, he, I mean, he's been around for a fucking while, yeah. Oliver Stone. And like Scarface, apart from all the fun and coke and violence, mm. is like a very political exploration of capitalism yes and like what capitalism can do to a man mm-hmm. even to the point where tony montana at the beginning of the movie he's like fuck communism yeah, you know? yeah. and he's like so against communism because he's moving to a land of capitalism mm-hmm. and then capitalism is the thing that fucking crashes him down yes uh so like let's get let's talk about all the fun shit mm-hmm. about all the coke and explosions and guns and bullshit okay and then let's let's talk a little bit about the political environment of the movie all right because I, I think it's fucking fascinating all right yeah um, i mean I mean, I, I love this movie from opening to close. From opening to close. I mean, at the, the very beginning, you have uh, Tony inside of an interrogation room. They're interrogating all the refugees to find out if they're going to take them, send them to Freedom Town, which is where he eventually goes. Right. And it's a, an ironic name, Freedom Town, when you're you're caged. It's not free. It's not free whatsoever. <laughs> or if you're if you're free to just um, go ab- about the uh, the population. Right. And um, Scarface, uh, Tony Montana, he tells his friend Manny, he was like, tell tell them that you were in a sanitarium, but you, you had TB, but now you're cured. And he <laughs> fucked it up, and he went and told them that he was in sanitation. <laughs> he was like, like, was like, no, man, you fucked that up. I told you to be in a sanitarium. <laughs> I told you to tell them we was in a sanitarium, <laughs> not sanitation, man. I can't do the... <laughs> Uh, it, I, I'm, I'm Puerto Rican mm. uh, and like uh, Tony Montana is Cuban yeah. and our accents are so they're similar yeah. but Cubans speak like from the back of the throat mm. Tony Montana nailed that I mean Al Pacino nailed that Hell shit yeah he does fucking yeah Tony yeah. Montana Tony Montana man yeah <laughs> <laughs> So so um so he's in the interrogation room and they uh they see he has a tattoo uh, that he's gang affiliated um and from jail and things like that mm-hmm. and uh, so they're just reading through his bullshit they see that he has a scar on, on his face like where'd you where'd you get a scar like that eating pussy <laughs> how am I gonna get a scar like this eating pussy man. <laughs> 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 the dialogue from that movie is yes. so fucking fun oh yeah uh, <laughs> there's one scene. Uh, where he's like in a bathtub, just like in his huge mansion. After a while, he's yeah. in a bathtub, and like everybody calls him an asshole. Yeah, and everybody leaves the room, and it's mm-hmm. like, "Fuck, call me an asshole." <laughs> <laughs> just like, like, I, like I fucking need that shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know who I need? Me. That's who. Who do I trust? Me. <laughs> who put this whole thing together? Me. That's who. Fucking assholes, like I fucking need that shit. <laughs> and then the thing that he's watching on television, like he's so arrogant and pos- pompous and knows everything already, yeah. he doesn't even realize that he's watching television and his flamingos on the screen and he's yelling pelicans. <laughs> Come on, pelican! <laughs> <laughs> Look at that pelican fly. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking. Like he is, and my, one of my, I believe my favorite line from yeah. um 
one of my one favorite lines from Elvira mm-hmm. is in that scene where um, she tells him nothing exceeds like excess. Yeah, that was a good line. I love that line. It's like she's she's like showing she's telling him that like as a like a disparage to kind of down him mm-hmm. to let him know that you just doing more of the exact same thing it'll get you further. But I mean, it's a downer as well. Like it's gonna be your demise. It's gonna fuck you up. Yeah, and it was, and it was absolutely his demise. Yeah. Um, first of all, Al Pacino's performance mm-hmm. fucking amazing in this movie. Yeah. It's just I, there's no real other way to put it. Yeah. I, I de- okay, I didn't like the movie. I didn't like love the movie. Yeah. But I loved what happened in the movie. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It does. Like uh, the the style of the movie for me was a bit too simple for the story that they were trying to tell. Mm-hmm. And it and it works perfectly fine. I'm yeah. not saying that Brian De Palma did a bad job. What what year would you think this movie came out in? Uh, uh this was 19 like to look at it. If you were looking oh, at t- it. if I were to look at it. Yeah. I would say like late 80s, early 90s. 1980. 1980? Yeah, because okay. when I looked at it, it's like I didn't realize it was 1980 myself. I was like, this. Ha- I thought this was like 93 or yeah, something. Yeah, like that's that the year that I was going to say, 93. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, sheesh, this. Like, that's weird. So, I mean, for, for the time that it was actually shot, it looks pretty good. It <laughs> looks pretty The one time that I did notice that it was a, it was an old movie yeah. was in that shot when he kills Frank. And then he's in the balcony and like El- El- Elvina, Elvira, Elvira, yeah. Uh, she's packing up her stuff and they zoom out into the like from the balcony and you see the two rooms at yep. the same time. Yep. That was the one shot that made me realize, oh, this movie's a bit old because mm. they could tell that they like broke the camera's expectation, like ability to take in light because yeah. it was like an over- underexposed shot. Yeah. That was that was about it. But the movie looks pretty timeless. Yes. Uh, which is saying something given that you're in Miami in the fucking 1980s mm. with the Cuban refugees. Yeah. And you're talking about Fidel Castro. Yeah. Uh, when was this movie set? Was this set in the sixties? It was. It was set. In the, it was set for the. Uh, let's see. It was set for when actually nineteen eighty. It was set when uh, the Cuba had the uh, the refugees come out from Fidel Castro. Okay. Apparently so. So it was set the same year that it was apparently shot in. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, see, I, I didn't get that. There's a lot of this movie that that you don't really get from watching the movie. You have to kind of watch the background yeah. of the movie. Yeah. Which is hard when you've got Tony Montana waving his dick around on screen. You know. <laughs> <laughs> what I really love that Oliver Stone did there, like to show the uh, the new violence that um, that this new this new wave was uh, was bringing into Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, a matter of fact, let me backtrack a little bit more. Do you feel like it was a setup that um, that Tony and uh, Manny and his friends were set up by the guy? You know, absolutely. Or, you do think it was a yeah, setup? yeah, absolutely. Why? Why do you say so? Because like, what the fuck? They're gonna send in three new guys that they've just met that they want to get rid of. Yep. One of them just giving them an authority problem. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, the Colombians, perfect. We got to deal with them. They're going to try to fuck us. There's fuck them. Mm-hmm. And so they sent Tony Montana and then his crew. It's, it's like shitty crew. It's like, and it's the, I, I've, had, I've held that opinion for a yeah. very long time. It was totally but, a setup. But I no longer hold that opinion. Why not? <laughs> and this is why. Um, all right. First thing he asked him, he was like, um, you know something about cocaine? Mm-hmm. Then I mean, he was like, he's like, yeah, what are you kidding me or what? Like, yeah, I know about <laughs> cocaine. He's like, one, all right, cocaine. This is involving cocaine. This mm-hmm. is a drug, a drug deal. Number two, he was like, we got a couple of new guys. You know, you tell them, you bring the money, you bring it back, you tell them capiche. You know, so all right, num- number two, he's telling them we've never dealt with these people before, and mm-hmm. that's why we're sending you because yeah, oh, we, okay. we we've never dealt with these people. And then thirdly, he was like, um, you guys know how to operate a machine gun? And then man, it's like, yeah, we were we were in the uh, the military yeah, back home, yeah, only yeah. back home. So it's like he he told them, oh, he was like, and you're gonna need a couple extra guys. Right. So he tells them it's a cocaine deal with people that we don't know. You need fucking machine guns and extra people. You know, so it's like I felt like he knew that he was sending him into a shit situation mm-hmm. but he prepared him for all of it you know mm. like how not like what what like if somebody tells you hey i'm sending you on a drug deal bring your boys you don't need a pellet gun you need fucking machine guns yeah. and, mo- and lots of them 
and all your friends. I guess you're right. To deal with people. Well, he's a Colombian. Why do you make that face when he said Colombians? I don't, I don't fucking, fucking like Colombians. Colombians. You know what I'm saying? It's like he knows. He knows what's fucking going on and why he shouldn't be trusting him. I mean, but the, the thing that does Manny in is uh, what does um, one of their brothers that gets his arm cut off. Mm-hmm. And their Manny is so obsessed with women. Yeah, he's he is. so obsessed with women. Wait, Manny didn't didn't get cut off? No, 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 no. I'm saying that was what uh, Manny's, uh, Manny's, uh, kind of Manny's obsession is what gets their brother's arm cut off with their friend upstairs. Oh, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I know what um, you're saying. Tony, yeah. Tony and, uh, Tony's about to go upstairs and he's telling uh, Manny in the car, it's like, if I don't come out in 15 minutes, something's wrong. Right. You know, so they go up there and then uh, Manny's down there in the car in a convertible talking to women, you know, on South Beach. So it's, if he would have been paying attention to the time, then they wouldn't have lost one of their compadres, you know, and his arm's fucking gone. This is true. You know. Fucking woman. And ultimately, woman is what killed Manny. Yeah, yeah. Very good writing. I noticed that bit of advertising. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, he he was all on it. And then uh, later on, another really good scene when they're on that same beach on South Beach. Mm-hmm. And um and he sees women. He was like, <laughs> he's like, this is what you got to do. And he's sticking his tongue out. I was like, what the fuck is that? Look like a lizard, eh? <laughs> what the fuck? He's like, the, w- the women know. They love when you flop the pussy, man. <laughs> they know. It's <laughs> something instinctual. I mean, it's it's so. <laughs> and then he goes over to like a, a lady and does it. Yeah. And Tony's like sees a couple kids and is like, "Hey, look at him! He's gonna stick his tongue out of a lady." Yeah. And <laughs> she promptly slaps him in the face. <laughs> if I wasn't a better guy, bitch, <laughs> lesbian. <laughs> Fuck, Manny. Yes. <laughs> Such an asshole. Yeah. And, and from right there, uh, Tony, he, he's trying to like he he wants the same thing that Manny wants. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, and another cool thing that um that I thought. From, uh, from 1980, Calvin Klein wasn't prominent then, mm-hmm. and um, Manny was like, I want to have my own jeans and have uh, have my name on the back of their asses. And Tony was like, what the fuck? That's the stupidest idea I've Someone ever heard. Someone called and Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, a few years later in real life, like, that's what actually happens. It's, it's, it was just funny to me. God damn it. Yeah. But, um... I think uh, I, my favorite... My favorite thing that Oliver Stone did in this movie in terms of writing was mm-hmm. the, the dialogue. Oh, very good dialogue. Like the plot is good, and the the but the dialogue is incredible because you get yeah. every piece of information that you need from these characters by their dialogue. There's no real sense of expository vomiting. No. Uh, so like Tony Montana and Manny when they're talking about the car mm. right after hitting this lady, they're driving late at night. Yeah. And I was like, I want the whole world, Manny. Yeah. It's just like that. You get you get the idea that all right, Tony Montana is a guy that wants the whole fucking world. Everything. He's gonna stop at nothing to get it. Yeah. Manny just just wants to be comfortable. And, like, get laid, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, then Frank told him, as soon as they started working for him, Frank was like, Tony, remember, when I told you when you started working for me, the guys in this business, the guys who fly straight, low-key, quiet, those are the guys who last. But the guys who want it all, chica, champagne, flash, they don't last. Right. You know, and he, tell him, he tells him that before he attempts to kill uh, <laughs> Tony Montana. Montana. Which yeah. didn't work out for him. It did not. It did not work out. It did not. Um, uh, there's so much to talk about in this movie. I'm having a hard time, like, addressing what I want to say about that how did you feel about the editing the the editing was interesting to me because it skipped time Mm -hmm. really well yeah like the whole movie starts from tony montana being uh like a cuban refugee yeah and ends with him being this big shot big dick mystic with a mansion yeah um but every time that they transition into a new point in his life Mm -hmm. even sometimes they use a title card sometimes they didn't they'd use a montage at one point they yeah they used a montage at one point which is a really cool montage yeah 
but um, I it, it was hard for me to keep track of at what point we were in Tony Montana's life, mm. which I kind of liked because yeah. I had to figure it out from what was happening in the movie to see like okay he's he's got more money now yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, instead of like being like working for Frank mm. like the whole relationship with Frank escaped me a little bit because I I saw him working for Frank yeah and then working without Frank yeah and I was like what what the fuck happened what they uh that interaction when um when they went down to uh was it Columbia I guess when they met Sosa yeah when they Sosa. met yeah when they when they met and that's that's my favorite character and Sosa's it's, pretty good Sosa is my favorite character I, I identify so heavily with him because he's no nonsense it's all straight to the point and there's just there's he doesn't feel bad for mm-hmm. anything that he does and he lets it all out on the table when he first meets uh, Tony he was like I like you there's there's no lying in you you know he can just see. That, that Tony's a straight-up guy just like him. Right. You know, it's like me and you, I think we're going to do, bez- do business together for a long time. But I only tell you this once. Don't fuck me. Don't you fuck me. Don't you ever <laughs> try and fuck me. <laughs> you know? And and it's like, so so when it comes to the, the scenario to where Tony does fuck him, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter about all the millions of dollars in business that they've done. He's going to go kill him, yeah. and he doesn't feel bad about it at all. Nah. He was like, do you not remember we had this conversation? <laughs> you know? I like, told you, motherfucker, don't fuck with me. <laughs> fuck with me. Now I'm going to fuck you. He literally says it on the last <laughs> conversation. I told you a long time ago, you fucking little monkey, not to fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I, I I I think the characters in this movie are purposely one-dimensional. Oh yeah. Uh, Manny, he likes women, and mm. that's what gets him fucked. Yeah. Uh, Tony Montana likes money and capitalism and greed, mm. and that's what gets him fucked. Yeah. Uh, Sosa, he doesn't really get fucked by anything. <laughs> he just well yeah. the law. He's like arrogant about yeah. this business, and because he couldn't conduct business, mm. he gets fucked by the law. The guy gave a speech to the UN. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so like every character is purposely one-dimensional, and yeah. they meet their fate based on what they're analogous to. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a really good exploration of... Because we're, we're not really exploring character. We know what these characters are from yeah. the moment we see them. Yeah. But we're exploring how their environment affects that characteristic. Yes. And like how someone that could possibly be just like a normal person in Cuba, even mm-hmm. though they're a criminal, yeah. can suddenly, when exposed to capitalism and the opportunity to make a shitload of money, mm-hmm. betray friends, kill people that he used yes. to work with, uh, become generally an asshole. Yeah. Uh, become obsessive and paranoid and all that kind of stuff. It's fucking fascinating that he managed to do that with really one-dimensional characters. Frank Frank told um told Tony Montana very early on, like the same time that uh that Tony had to have a conversation with Sosa mm-hmm. and pretty much laying the ground rules of what their relationship was going to be. Mm-hmm. That same conversation happened with Frank, and it was like rule number one: never underestimate. The other guy's greed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, rule number one, and it's just, and that's that's exactly what that is. Tony Montana's greed just surpasses his ability to um, work for uh, work for Frank any longer. The right. same thing happens with uh, with Sosa. His greed, his arrogance, his um, just wanting it all for himself and not being able to be a part of a team. It was his downfall there as well. Absolutely, I mean, and not to mention that uh, another another really cool thing, Oliver Stone. Has a deals with a lot of like excess in this movie, yeah. And one of one of the the things was like Tony Montana's decline into abusing the shit out of cocaine. <laughs> That's okay. Then under one of the really really good quotes is um when they're all having dinner, mm-hmm. they're all having dinner in um 
this is that's one of the really really good shots too. They they have a breakdown about it on in uh, YouTube mm-hmm. about uh, his directorial style, how he wanted motion and that a constant motion in the shot. And if you look at it, there is. But but anyway, mm-hmm. all right. Um, they're they're sitting there, and he's finally coming to the realization about all the success, the money, the cocaine. Uh, the cars, the women, just the excess, and he's um he's realizing, and he's sitting there. He's like, "Is this it? Is this oh, what yeah. it's all about, Manny? Eating, drinking, fucking, socking, snorting, and then what? You're fifty. You wake up with a bag for a belly. You got tits. You need a bra. They got hair on them. You got a liver. They got spots on them. And you're eating this fucking shit with these rich mummies in here. You know, it's like he's realizing like this is the culmination of his life. Yeah. Everything that he has worked for is something that is making him miserable. And he hates it. Yeah. And which leads me to the to the next thing in the movie. Do you think that because he hated that, he went on a path of self destruction? He did. Uh, you did. think that that was the reason he, for it? He got exactly what he wanted, and it wasn't enough. Yep. And um, Elvira, Elvira, she she escaped it. She realized that they already had everything that she wanted. Even in that same speech, she was like, "Yeah, you have all these things, but we're not winners. We're losers." Right. You know, and she realized, and she walks away, and she leaves. And uh, Tony Montana, he's still arrogant. He's like, "No, no, let let her go, let her go. Another Quaylo, she'll love me again. <laughs> you know, she'll be right back." She doesn't. She, he doesn't realize how destructive their lifestyle is. Yep. Yeah. And then another, the my favorite scene in the movie comes right after that scene. It's still mm. technically the same thing. She's okay. a, after Elvira leaves. Oh, uh, the bad guy. Uh, yeah, Tony <laughs> Montana stand up and is like, you motherfuckers yeah. think you're the good guys or something like that. Oh, so <laughs> you need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, okay. that's the, the bad part. guy. So what's that make you? Good? No. You're not good. You just know how to hide and lie. <laughs> me? I always tell the truth. Even when I lie, <laughs> say good night to the bad guy. <laughs> I mean, and it's such it's, a great fucking dialogue line. It is, it is. I mean, it's like I, I love how straightforward that is. It, yeah. you know, it's just like saying that you need the, the bad guy so you can okay, this is good over here and this is bad over there, but yeah. you don't really evaluate yourself because you're already saying that that's good and that's bad and I'm good, so you don't realize that you might not be so perfect yourself. Right. And this bad person isn't just bad. They're just put in a position. It's same thing like a, um, I hate to bring it there, but like a, a Fantastic Four. It's like we've decided that this movie is bad. We've decided <laughs> yeah. it's bad, and we can point our fingers and say, that's the bad movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know, you know? So it's like, but that's that's the stance that he's taking. And I don't know. I, I, think, it's, I think it's brilliant. I, I think it's, it's brilliant in two ways. First of all, the character itself yeah. brings a, it, it it brings all that we've seen this character go through and it finds a combination for it. Yeah. And then like, boom, this is it. This is what he realized. And yeah. then it's a path of self-destruction from yes. there. And then it also does another thing about with the exploration of capitalism mm-hmm. and like what capitalism can do to a person and like making fun of the way that American society sort of views the binary of the binary of life. Okay. Amer- American society likes binaries and it's mm-hmm. sort of a, that line itself, it's not a huge social criticism, mm-hmm. but it's saying like, you like binary systems and life is not a binary system. Yeah. You are not the good guy. He's not the bad guy. Yep. You are all the bad guys. Yes. or the good all guys. All the guys, yeah. yeah. Uh, you don't really know because morality is complex. Yes. And especially on a one-dimensional character like Tony Montana, mm-hmm. that he won't kill uh, the- Wife and kids. Uh, wife and kids yeah. from, from the guy they're supposed to kill, yeah. which is ultimately what kills him. Yes. Uh, so he's willing to sacrifice everything that he worked for mm-hmm. to not to like stand up to his moral yeah. uh, construct. Yep. Right, uh, and so like, is that really a bad guy 
in general? Exactly. Or is that just a, a guy with morals that decided to do something bad with his life because he was put in a position where he couldn't help it? Yeah. Uh, like, I, I feel like that's exploring those, like, little character yeah. didacts. Yeah. And, like, the binary of, of just, like, I mean, American culture. If you look at somebody like Sosa, he has no moral compass. Yeah. But, like, you know, not. like, morals don't matter. It's all business. Yep. Like, one way or another, friendships don't matter. None of that shit matters. It is business. And Tony, he's almost there, but he still has that bit of humanity left inside of him. The one that wants to see his mother and his, his sister flourish. The one that, that deeply loves Manny. And that's that's what really did him in. Yeah. As soon as he killed his best friend and Manny, like he, you, you can see him in the next scene with like a, just a mound of cocaine trying to snort his friend back to life. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's just, it's intense. And then like, but the the... The interesting moment when I knew, because I have never seen the movie before, and yeah. I knew that Tony Montana died. Yeah. But the the if you if you've never seen this movie before and you don't know that he dies, yeah. The one shot that would tell you that he will die mm. is when he sticks his his head in a mountain of cocaine, mm-hmm. puts it back up, and goes like, "How the fuck did I do that? How the fuck did I kill Manny?" Yes. When he does that, it's the first time in the movie that Tony expresses regret. Yes. First time, and that's when you know he's gonna die. Hell yeah, he does. So it's just brilliant. Did you, did, you, did you notice that he um, that he speaks to everyone that he kills? Yeah. Like every time that he kills someone, he continues to talk to them to him afterwards. So like when they, when they're in the car, <laughs> <laughs> he shoots the guy in the head. You think I kill a fucking woman with her kids? You think I'm a sick fuck like you? No, I told you, no wife, no kids. Look at you now. <laughs> no, you not to fuck with me. <laughs> Still talking to the guy. Then uh, later on, he's um, when he has that big mount of cocaine. He's sitting at the desk, and uh, his sister walks in. Yep. And um, oh man, like that, that was that was kind of. That was a fucked up scene. That was intense mm. for like all the wrong reasons. She walks in, she's like naked in a robe, yeah, and her underwear, and she's like, "You want to fuck me, Tony?" And yeah, like, because it's like that that dynamic between them because he's so overprotective of her. Yep. He he won't allow her to live her life, even like when he's doing things that are just as bad, if not a hundred times worse. Mm-hmm. He won't allow. He'll fund. He'll give her the money to live this terrible lifestyle. He'll give her the uh, the means to do whatever she wants to within it, but mm-hmm. he he won't allow her to be a complete person and, right. and she wants that she's and she found what she thought was her match in Manny mm-hmm. you know and Tony killed him Tony killed him and then Tony basically killed her in 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 a roundabout way because of his lifestyle they killed her but anyway as far as um, him t- speaking to people that he kills later so he's sitting he's sitting there and the assassin comes in uh, tries to kill Tony and kills Gina instead his sister he pushes the guy down off the thing and then shoots him as he's falling down to the ground into the pool so, <laughs> you're dead <laughs> <laughs> he, he and then he comes to back him. to his sister and she's dead and he keeps yeah, talking, talking to her, her. yeah uh it, it's yeah no yeah. i i noticed that but i didn't know what to make of it yeah this is yeah. an interesting thing that he does yeah uh sometimes it's funny it is sometimes it's really fucking it funny. definitely is uh but okay my favorite shot of this movie mm. was when he's going to kill frank in his office yeah. and frank like kneels down to his shoes oh yeah and his gun is pointed at frank's head and mm. we see only like tony montana's like knees like, yeah. from his chin downwards yeah and the gun pointed and Frank Lane, like, kneeled down. Mm-hmm. That shot, for me, looked fucking fantastic. I don't know what it was about it, yeah. but something about the background and, like, the way that it was set up just looked fucking sexy. I don't know what it was. My, my favorite shot is um, 
is the, and the reason it's my favorite shot is because of lighting. Mm-hmm. There's a um, there's a there's a when uh, Tony meets right after Tony meets with Sosa, he goes back to talk to Frank and told him about the deal that he just now made mm-hmm. and about their uh, their partner being uh, killed outside of the helicopter. Right. You know. So um, what does what does the guy say? Basically, Frank is like, uh, so so you 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 stole your deal. You know that you stole your deal. It's like, so what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do when Casper Gomez comes around here looking for you? What are you gonna do about the Diaz brothers? And they come through. He's like, fuck Casper Gomez and fuck, fuck the, the fucking Diaz, Diaz brothers. Fuck them all. I'll bury those cockroaches. <laughs> you know. And in that scene is just you have like a pure Miami like wallpaper theme of room, and yeah. it's it's so dark, but all you see is the bright oranges and the black in the room. And I mean, it it just, it, it, look, it it was a great so contrast. So yes. Like, it, again, it's another thing with characters. Like, Tony Montana is very subdued, black colors. Like, yeah. the flashiest thing he wore was white yeah. on black. Yeah. Uh, but most of the time, he was wearing black on white, mm-hmm. or he was wearing, like, subdued beige colors, yeah. shit like that. Yeah. So, like, they always put him against these sort of people that had these colorful schemes, like Frank. Mm-hmm. Uh, his office had, like, a huge bright orange-green oh, yeah. background. Yeah. Uh, Sosa, he was in Colombia. Colombia, yeah. So, like, everything looks vibrant and blue and, nice, and yeah. tropical. Yeah. And then, like, uh, fucking Manny and, and, and his sister always wore, like, bright purple, light-colored shirts. Yeah, like salmon-colored shirts, yeah. It right. Really nice, yeah. And, and so, like, when Tony Montana builds his empire, even his whole house is built on black satin and, like, white reds. colors and reds and blue. Yeah. So... Like, even the colors reflect, like, the mental state of these people. Yeah. Uh, and which I think was fascinating. Definitely. And m- one of my favorite lines, which I didn't hear in the movie this time, but I know he says it. It's like, mm. the whole world's a pussy w- just waiting, waiting to, to get, get fucked. Yeah, that's early on, yeah. Uh, for some reason, I didn't hear it this mm. time, but I know he says it. That's and that's that's the that's what when he's talking about um so he's like what do you want it's like I want the world chico and everything that uh, belongs in it like okay. that early on yeah yeah okay so that's when he said that uh, the I just I don't, I don't know it's just good fucking writing yes. it's good exploration of character yeah. you got a good uh, sort of political statement as Oliver Stone usually has yes uh which he I mean he's just perfect at bringing out because mm-hmm. once you look past the cocaine the explosions the woman the 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 the, co- the drugs the insanity yeah all you get is really like greed will kill you yeah because capitalism is kind of horrible yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like he says he talks shit about communism in the movie uh but the only way that he talks shit about communism is like do you want to do what they tell you to do or do you want to do be your own man, your own man yeah. but at the end being your own man is as bad as having someone tell you what to do when you when you can't control yourself it's yeah like, exactly. the thing is like communism is they're like well we know that you can't control yourself or we're in control capitalism right. is you can be your own man and you can reach for the, the limit you can have the entire world but what everyone is trying to preach to Tony is you have to regulate yourself right. because no one's going to do it for you and Tony doesn't know how to check himself and he eventually <laughs> before he wrecks himself <laughs> 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 Speaking of, do you? I love the music in this. It's fucking good. I love the soundtrack. Really the the opening song, um, that uh, vamos a bailar esta noche, and I'm just in the ding, 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 ding. <laughs> like they have that that song, the um, push it to the limit. That's the one with Great the uh, the montage. Yep. Push it to the, the limit. Limit. <laughs> yes, I listen to that in the car. <laughs> Walk along the razor's edge. Like, I, that, I love that and shit. And it's perfectly fitting, too. Yeah. I mean, that whole montage is exactly what it's doing. It's just pushing limits the whole way through. Yes. Uh, it's uh, it's good filmmaking, dude. Another one. What's the other song? She's on Fire. If you ever played the um, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, mm-hmm. the entire soundtrack is on there. Really? Yeah. Damn. You that know, makes sense. Hell yeah. That's... 
Yeah, that yeah, that doesn't make sense now. Vice <laughs> City, Miami, Scarface, Miami. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got this going on. Uh, I, I find this movie, uh, as, as someone that's Puerto Rican, mm-hmm. I, I have very close contact with Cubans, mm-hmm. like the, the Cuban culture. Yeah. We have the same fucking flag, just colors are inverted. So really? Yeah. They, we have a blue triangle, they have a red triangle. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why the fuck that happened. I never noticed that. Yeah. Um, but so like Puerto Rican and Cuban culture are like pretty linked together in terms of like they're fairly similar. Yeah. And uh, except when the whole communism bit happened, that kind of fucked them up. Yeah, yeah. But it was fascinating to see the Cuban culture and like Hispanic culture expressed as honestly as they did in this movie. Mm, yeah. Uh, even we didn't see a massive amount of Hispanic characters be present mm. in the movie. No. It like was Tony's mostly mother. Tony, Montana, her mom, yeah. and the sister, really. Yeah. Um, but it was like interesting to see like a first generation Hispanic like Gina like yeah. functioning in the world. Yeah. Her mom being like, "No, we work for our living." Like in that that's, subculture. That's an interesting plot point too. I mean, that from um, Tony wanting everything and doing it one way, mm-hmm. and then his mother, she has the same aspirations and goals. Like she wants the best for herself too, yeah. but she understands that there's a way to go about doing it. And she's like, I'm not about taking any shortcuts. I'm not even going to take a shortcut from my own son coming in my house and giving me cash in my hand. Right. It was like no shortcuts. And Tony, like I said, he just never understands that. And Gina, she falls victim to that because, you know, Tony brings her right into it, too. So, like, at the end, this movie is a a sort of a fantastic – I know I've said it three times, but it's a fantastic exploration of character yeah. and what environment can do to characters yeah. and like what excess can do to someone mm-hmm. that can't regulate that excess. Yeah. And it's a great example of writing. It's a great example of directing. Yeah. I personally don't think, I didn't love the movie in mm-hmm. terms like I w- I'd watch it 500 more times. Yeah. Um, but I appreciate the movie for what it did and I appreciated what it did like very legitimately. Like I have huge respect for Brian De Palma yeah. and Oliver Stone. Oh yeah. And I liked it. It was an entertaining movie. I just don't know that I'll be seeing it again because mm. the pacing was a little bit off for me. Okay. And some of the like the stylistic choices with the camera movement and direction mm. were a bit stilted okay. for me. Like right. I just didn't feel like they needed to be there. Mm. Um, but the movie's fantastic. That's yeah. Like I said, I've seen this movie so many times, and like it's just it's a staple in my life. Yeah. It is a staple. And I mean, one of the, I think it's just mo- mostly for the quotes, because the dialogue in there is just amazing. It's pretty good. And, and one of my, like, I've said it already, the, my favorite line there is that nothing exceeds like excess. Mm-hmm. Like, that shit is true to a fault. Like, nothing goes far enough, like, going too far. <laughs> 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 nothing exceeds like excess. excess. You yeah. know, it's just like, I, I, I just love that. It, it's pretty fucking good. And yeah. I, I like how Elvira was a, a balance to Tony. A balance to both Tony and Frank. She ended up hating both of her husbands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like every 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 time that Tony did something, Elvira was there to counterattack it, or Manny was there to counterattack it. Yeah. Like the whole movie was filled with advertising of what was going to happen near the end. Yeah. You just had to like pay enough attention to it. That's good writing. It set up. It, it started. It set up what it was going to do. Mm-hmm. Set it up again. Yep. Set it up again. Climaxed it, and then made sure that you were there for that climax. Hell's yeah. That's fucking fantastic. Like Tony Montana, man. I'll check that shit out. <laughs> Fucking Scarface. Tony Montana. Anyway. Uh, oh, an- another one thing that I'm going to point out. It fucked, it fucked up because I have a Hispanic accent. Mm. Right? But I can't do other people's Hispanic accent. Mm. I can't bring, I can't make my throat do it. You can, but you can do those like British accents. Like, I don't even think I can do those. Those are just kind of a fluke sometimes. <laughs> oh, those British accents sound really cool. Uh, so like, uh, and the grammar of Tony Montana speaking, mm. that was one of my favorite parts, too. Because mm. someone that learned English from yeah. after knowing Spanish, yeah. 
will totally fuck up that grammar and like skip the contractions and the bad conjugation of verbs. Mm. That's fucking genius writer Oliver Stone. Yeah. And I appreciate the shit out of him. Do you know, like, I thought about you mm-hmm. when I, like, looked at it again and yeah. watched watched Tony talk. Mm-hmm. Like, and when whenever, like, he uses the word fuck as much as you <laughs> use the word fuck. It's like, it's just an interjection into, like, each sentence. <laughs> we we do that a lot in, in like, when we speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. We say fuck a lot. Nice. It's just, it just carries over, man. <laughs> shit. Like, I, I really, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love, 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 like, the way that he speaks. It's I love so it. great. That's one of my, like, most interesting parts of the movie is seeing uh, Al Pacino be Hispanic. Yes, it's so good. <laughs> anyway, we're going to come back with movie and television premieres. And uh, thank you for listening to us talk about Scarface. Hell yeah. show was dope. Go watch it if you haven't watched it. It's really a classic. Yeah. Welcome back. We're going to do premieres. All right. Uh, premieres from uh, Tuesday, October the 18th through Monday, October the 23rd. Yeah. Um, don't see a lot, guys. There's just. By the not... way, this motherfucker yesterday when he was prepping for the podcast and mm-hmm. pulling all the info, yeah. I saw him in the hallway and yeah. I was like, oh, we got some good shows this week. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I got excited. I was like, oh, really? What's coming out? Mm-hmm. Keeping up with the Kardashians. Fuck you. You know, see, he just, he sported for you guys. Fuck He's, you. He just sported for you guys. Like, I, the keeping up with the Kardashians is coming back, but now you're not going to have the pleasure of hearing me tell you about it. It's already Fuck spoiled. Fuck you. It's spoiled. Fuck you. <laughs> I don't care. Fuck the Kardashians. Like, I'm sorry Kim got robbed. Mm. I'm sorry Kanji had to cancel the show. Mm. Fuck them all. <laughs> I was going to save it for last. I knew you guys were <laughs> waiting for the Kardashians, and I was going to save that for last, guys. But there you go. It's it, The Kardashians are coming back. You don't deserve it. Fucking Kim Kardashian. Fucking Khloe Kardashian. <laughs> fucking Kourtney Kardashian. All the Kardashians, man. We need more Kardashians. <laughs> the fuck out of my house. I'll finish the show. <laughs> fucking Ky- Kylie Jenner's on the way up. Kendall Jenner's on the way up. We got North Northwest will be there. Fucking Saint West will be there. Like oh, shit. I feel so bad for Northwest. She has to grow up in all that mess. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's going to be the ringleader of that mess. Like, she's <laughs> she is the child of Kim Kardashian and Kanye <laughs> West. Like, uh, Jesus. you have no idea what kind of hell spawn demon this child may grow up to be. She's going <laughs> to... She's gonna fucking like start dealing cocaine and heroin and. Oh just, no, like, that's fucking... that's beneath her. That's, that's beneath her. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, not this child. <laughs> she, She'll find something else to do. She, she will. God damn it! But uh, legit legit shows that are coming out. Uh, Friday, October the twenty first. Black gosh. Mirror. Oh fuck yeah, Black Mirror. Black Mirror. I love Black Mirror. Black Mirror is like um the Twilight Zone for people our age. <laughs> You know, I mean, it's like, oh, you can still enjoy the Twilight Zone, but I mean, the shit came out in the 60s. Yeah, you, you can know? tell us. Black Mirror, uh, Charlie Booker wrote it. Oh. Uh, who's a, I think he's a British comedian. Okay. Uh, turned novelist, turned writer of Black Mirror. Nice. Uh, fucking brilliant writer. And every every episode of Black Mirror so far has been an exploration of how technology is going to affect us in the near future. And like, it's an anthology. A techno- I'm trying to think of... Um technology how it plays into some of those stories uh well the the pick fucking episode which mm. apparently david cameron did fuck a pig one time which was hilarious oh wow yeah that, did you miss that pic? no 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 did oh, i miss okay. the pig fucking no, one? no 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 <laughs> did you miss david cameron having to like, at the end resign yeah because he fucked a pig in real life no uh, you didn't you miss that in the show no 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 no, no. in real life they after the show came out like five months after the show came out yeah a picture came out of David Cameron with his dick in a pig's mouth. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm dead fucking serious. What? Yeah. I feel like you're like you're taking I'm a not. piss right now. 
Like, I mean, I'm a, I'm kind of gullible, but come on. No, like, I'm dead fucking serious. I'll show you an article after we're done with the podcast. That shit fucking happened. What? Was, uh, yeah. So life, like, literally imitated art in this scenario. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Except it was retroactive. Like, that thing happened in, like, 1990. Yeah. And then the show came out, and then the picture came out, and people were like, what the fuck? Oh, so this is, <laughs> this is something that was probably known in, like, the underworld and the, the yeah, husper. Yeah, but Charlie Booker had no idea. He's not a politician. I mean, if, if it happened in like 10, 15 years ago, I mean, he might be hanging in the right crowd. Maybe. May, might have got a story. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems very coincidental. But yeah, that's, that is odd. Uh, but, but Black Mirror, yep. the, the acclaimed British anthology series, which explores stories depicted, uh, depicting the various impacts of present and future technology. What did this guy just say? I'll tell Fuck you what, yeah. Brian. <laughs> the, uh, the six new episodes count uh, Joe Wright and uh, Dan... Trachenberg, I guess his name is, among the directors. They'll be directing uh, for this season. Mm -hmm. So six additional episodes. Uh, Every season has been seven. I mean, three. Oh, nice. Uh, The first season was three. Mm -hmm. Second season was three, and the Christmas special was one episode. Oh, the John John Hamm episode. John Hamm. John Hamm. Can we give a shout-out to John Hamm? Big shout-out. Fucking love John Hamm. John Hamm is nice. Moons over my hammy. (laughs) (laughs) It's a cool-ass name. His name is Hamm. (laughs) Yeah. You with know? two M's, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they can't really make fun of him for something like Ham because he's mm. got two M's. Yeah. Anyway, what's next? I realized that. Did you realize that Bacon is the one true God? <laughs> like, I realized that this week. Bacon I don't know. so good. Yes. I, I don't know what I've been praising. I don't know what you guys have been praising out there. Like, whatever you guys have been praising, stop that shit right now. That shit is false. Yeah. Bacon. Bacon. It's bacon, guys. Bacon. Unless you're praising Joe Pesci, in which case you can still kind of you, you can still Joe do Pesci. that. You can still yeah. praise Joe Pesci. Like, he doesn't have a problem with bacon. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's the thing with bacon. Yeah. Any of your gods that you're praying to, they don't have a problem with bacon. And, except, and if they do. Except the Muslim god who hates bacon. And, see, there you go. And see, the there Jewish you go. god would also. Uh, in fact, you know what? I that's think, not kosher. You know what? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You're wrong. They're wrong. <laughs> They're all wrong. <laughs> You praise the one true God and his bacon. All praise. I'll tell you, fight me. Anybody, if anybody has a problem with that, you fight me. <laughs> Shit. What what made you realize that bacon was the one true God? Because like, no no one who who can have an issue with bacon. Like first I, I was thinking about it at first. I'm like, well, maybe cheese. Cheese might be the, the true God. But then I'm like, I, I don't know. Bacon though. Bacon, bro. Like not not Canadian bacon. I'm sorry, Canadian yeah, bacon. Yeah. Not Canadian that's bacon. Ham. Yeah. That's ham. Yeah, that, that's ham called bacon. That's just ham. See, that's yeah. that's what what started this conversation. The John Ham thing. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's that's not the true God. That's not the one true God. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ham. The Canadian bacon is a fucking. It's a ba- false idol. It's a false prophet. <laughs> it's a false prophet. Like we enjoy the message that you sent us, Ham. We enjoy it, but you are not the one true God. <laughs> it is bacon now henceforth and forevermore fucking bacon guys but yeah that's uh that's black mirror it's coming back on uh friday october the 21st on netflix listed as a drama science fiction television show that might be one of the funniest goddamn things you've ever said (laughs) it's true and you all fucking know it's true you all even if you're vegetarian you know it you know you know it as soon as soon as you heard me vegetarians the atheist of bacon i guess it would have to be (laughs) I guess it would have to be like vegetarians and vegans and anybody that was silly, the good name of bacon. Yeah. 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 I guess that's, that's what the world is going to come down to. Kevin Bacon's in the corner. Like, fuck yeah. You better worship that bacon. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> I tell you. Ah, uh, fuck. Yeah. The next thing coming out on uh, Friday, October the 21st is Joe Rogan triggered. Huh? Do you see how quick they took that? That's what I've been, I've been, I, 
three or four times I've said this, that every now and again, a word just comes up. Matter of fact, it was triggered. That's the last time I was yeah, talking yeah. to you about it. It's like a word comes up, and then everybody has to use that word, like petty. Now everybody has to fucking say petty. Triggered from the uh, PTSD thing yep. that you were talking about from Tumblr. And now that now Joe Rogan is using the word as Triggered. a title in his television show. But, but here's here's the life cycle of that word. Mm-hmm. Word has an actual meaning. Yep. Word gets picked up by someone that modeled their meaning. Yes. Words get picked up by someone that makes fun of the people that picked up the word. <laughs> and then word gets used ironically for here on out yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, the life cycle of that word yeah. so what Joe Rogan is doing because he's one of those people that hates the social justice word culture mm-hmm. he's like triggered and he's probably going to shit all over that he's trigger definitely culture going to. Yeah. he's going to have to it's, uh, it's on Netflix. It's a comedy. It's a stand-up special on uh, on Netflix. Joe Rogan triggered. Yeah. And he uses that because he's a shock comedian at the end of the day. Yeah. So yeah. he's going to trigger some people. This guy wears a lot of hats. He he does. You he's... know, he's like a super advocate for marijuana. Really? Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, hell yeah, he is. Like, I've seen him a lot of stuff for that. He's um He works with UFC. You know, he does all the UFC stuff. Um, he does stand-up comedy. He was on a television show. He has a podcast, the Joe Rogan Experience. Yep, he has a podcast. I mean, the guy, he wears a lot of hats. He was on a television show called oh, The Newsroom or you something. mean like metaphorical hats? Yeah, not, li- I was li- like, not literally. I was like thinking of every time that I've seen Joe Rogan and I've been like, does he wear a lot of hats? Why did I agree to this conversation? You get the fuck what out of here. You get happening? the fuck out of this room <laughs> <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, he does a lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he literally wears a lot of hats. <laughs> I have a problem with that word, literally. I, I'm sure that I've brought it up before. Like, but, like, but if my t-shirt says it a lot now, all and the time. every time he says it, I look over at you, and you're in your shirt going like, God damn it. Because it's like there wasn't a metaphorical way for me to take the sentence that you said. There was only one way to take it. There's no, literally, it's redundant in the sentence that you just said. Like, what? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It does not make sense. So glad you weren't an Englishman. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, I would be, I would be completely insufferable. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next, but that's, uh, that's Joe Rogan triggered on Friday, October the 21st. Uh, the next show, uh, The Vampire Diaries. Nice. It's coming back to the CW at 8 p.m. Never watched it. I don't really care to watch it, but mm-hmm. it's been on for like 10 years. It's, so. it's been on for, uh, this is the eighth, se- eighth season. Eighth season? So the, only re- the only reason it's, we're, it's, it's even getting an announcement right now is the one-time hit series will end this oh, eighth season. Okay. Is it. So I was like, all right, you know, when whenever shows die, I like to give them a yeah, little absolutely. something. I'm like, all right. But uh, yeah, that's that's the Vampire Diaries. If you want to see the last season of that, that'll be here Friday, October the twenty first on the CW, eight p.m. Uh, the next show, I think uh, you may have seen this already, Comic Book Men. The Is that um, Kevin Smith. The Kevin Smith show. I haven't yeah. seen it, but I heard yeah. about it. I haven't seen it either. Yeah. I, I see it on. Um, it comes on before The Walking Dead on AMC or okay. after The Walking Dead. Actually, I have the information in front of me right now. I could just <laughs> just read it. Read it. Yeah. Actually, it actually doesn't say a time. Uh, huh. Comic Book Man reality show. Oh, Midnight. It just says Midnight. All right. Okay. There we go. There's a time for you. Yeah. Comic Book Man is going to be on AMC at midnight. So if you guys want to check that out after The Walking Dead, then that's back. Cool. Um, I have a problem with uh, with cable shows now. Mm-hmm. I don't have cable. I don't either. So it's just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I mean, like, I get to see the highlight things. You mm-hmm. know, like Black Mirrors on Netflix. I get to see that. Uh, the Walking Dead, like, that's... It's going to be on every turn ever. Game of Thrones is going to be on every turn available. Yeah. You know, but like just basic television shows, yeah, I don't, don't get to do see it. it. You know what was surprising? Like, because I mean, it's been two weeks now since I've been on the Fire Stick, and mm-hmm. what I've noticed is my need for advertisement and commercials. <laughs> like, I don't even know if I need it, but like something in it my just brain. just gives you like a break from the content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I've been with you on that one, and then I, 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 I stopped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that goes away. Yeah. 
But that's uh, that's Sunday, October the 23rd, Comic Book Man. It's a reality show on AMC. comes on at midnight. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, Brian already spoiled Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Fuck there you, you go, guys. Fuck <laughs> so, you. So you already know no. about that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Refuse. The, uh, the next show that's coming back uh, Sunday, October 23rd is The Walking Dead. Fuck that, too. We, we get to find out who dies. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Negan killed the motherfucker. Ne- Negan killed Glenn or Abraham or Michonne. They, they said, which pisses me off, AMC has such a shit marketing department. What do you mean? <laughs> Just like, they, they released an article saying that the person that's going to die is mm. not the person you expect to die. So it's not Glenn is what they're saying. So if you're telling me that I don't expect someone to die, but mm. Glenn is the most likely candidate, yeah. you're ruling out one of the candidates, yeah. therefore you're giving your fans a clue to make a deduction, therefore you're fucking up your own story. Yeah. I Jesus. Mean, <laughs> I, I figured that Glenn wasn't going to die just because of his history. Like He's a classically Juilliard-trained actor. Right, and he's a fan favorite too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I don't, I can't see them getting rid of him, and that's why I've started to dislike the writing on The Walking Dead over the past three it's seasons. It's formulaic. It, it is, it yeah. is, and they're too afraid to get rid of a character that you love. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll they'll get rid of side characters. They'll introduce a new character and kill them off without a problem. Yeah. But that's why I love Game of Thrones so much. Like they'll kill off the main character and that then just fuck. Yeah, they'll kill the main character and then oh, here's a new main character. Oh, he's dead too. <laughs> 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 you know? It's like they, they have no problem hey, with that. Hey, I heard you like uh, Jeffrey. Too bad, nigga's dead. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's why, I mean, I really enjoy that because you, you're putting yourself in a vulnerable position mm-hmm. because if everybody says they love that and then you kill off what they love, you're in a position to lose lots of viewers and for people Absolutely. not to watch your show anymore. But longer. you're doing it for the sake of the story. For the, for the betterment of the story and to move the story along. And Walking Dead isn't doing that, you fucking pieces of shit. Yep. So, um, also, wa- Walking Dead has a lot of bad production stories. Yeah, season two and season three were messy. I mean, you're you're working in the middle of the summer, in the middle of one of the hottest places we have here in the United States, Atlanta. Yeah. It's one of the most humid places we have, and it's hot as balls. Like, mm. yeah, yeah, but I'm also talking about like bureaucratic product, oh, product problems. Like the the original creator left the show. Oh yeah, the that after season one, writers left the show. Yep, they cut the budget for the show. Yeah. And it's just like, what the fuck? Are, AMC, this is the show that's making you the most money. Don't cut the fucking budget. That's kind of a thing, though. Yeah. I mean, whenever a show uh, does make lots of money, they tend to cut the budget because if you can still bring in as much money off less money, then they're like, okay, we'll cut the budget again and again and again. Until and you have a shit show. A, a, yes, exactly. Until you start to lose viewers, and then they'll pump all that money back into it again, and then we're already done. Like, yeah. it's, we're done it's at that idi- point. It's idiotic. Yeah. Give them like 12% more budget and let them get creative. Yeah. They did that with Veep too. It was unfortunate. Yeah. That's that's all the uh, that's all for television and quickly in movies before we run out. Um, let's start from the shit movie. Uh, first is going to be Boo, a Madea Halloween. Hello, what Madea. the fuck is? Why is Madea still a thing? Um, it's 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 one it's one part black people identifying with like this over the top character that's mm-hmm. kind of kind of exists in black culture, and it's another thing of people that don't exist in the culture that kind of get to laugh at it the culture yeah like not even laugh with it like laugh, laugh at, it. at it yeah. yeah and it's like that's that's it turns me off so much it's just like it reminds me of like the, a minstrel show just straight like coonery it reminds me of like if you know someone was to wear blackface you know it's just so bad it's just you're you're a full-grown man dressing as a woman and just doing everything that you can to set back all the progress that intelligent black people have made over the past 20 years and to make us look like like coons like it's 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 so bad like i i mean i, I understand that it's entertainment mm-hmm. and it's not real but it's just 
is he has so many viewers. He has two television shows. He has so many movies. He could do a lot more with that audience. He could. He could. And I mean, it's just I don't I don't agree with the portrayal of of um, of black people and African American people in his movies and television shows, and mm-hmm. I don't support it. But if you do, then uh, Boo, a uh, Medea Halloween is coming out. It's PG thirteen. It has a one hundred and three minute runtime. It's listed as a comedy drama horror. You know what? It's probably just a horror. I'd assume that it's just a piece of shit that is just going to scare the fuck out of anybody that watches it. Um, but yeah, the I've next. I've never <laughs> seen you give any movie or like yeah. person making a movie such a scathing review. You know, because like I'm the same one that it's like, there's something good in everything. You should <laughs> give everything a chance. Like, there's everything. But it's just, this just hits so home for me personally because yeah. like I try so hard to like counteract a negative stereotype that somebody might have against me. Mm-hmm. And every time that you broadcast the exact stereotype that we've been seeing is just that much fucking harder i'm like come on man like, it's idiotic sheesh, yeah that's you know? stupid but all right but yeah that's um that's boo a Madea halloween uh next is keeping up with the joneses oh fuck me it's rated pg-13 100 minute runtime me. it's no. uh zach galifianakis john ham like, no what? i just what? hate the name keeping up with the joneses no. I like I like the movie. I like the concept. Okay. But the fucking keeping up with the no. What do you mean? It's a riff on keeping up with the Kardashians. It's a riff on it. It's just like the, it's just. It's ugh. a double. It's a double entendre though. I mean, like everybody wants to keep up with the Jones. You never heard keeping up with the Joneses? Like keeping up with the Joneses? Like keeping up with the Kardashians mm-hmm. is a play off of keeping, keeping up, up with the Joneses. The Joneses? The, yeah. Am I just too young to notice the the irony? Yeah, Fuck <laughs> it, I don't like the name. Anyway, I think so. Like yeah. keeping up with the Joneses is like is your your neighbor is the Joneses. Really? Yeah. When the fuck did that happen? You never heard of the song "Me and Mrs. Jones"? No. Oh well, yeah. That's the keeping up with Kardashians is a playoff. Keeping up with the Joneses. Ugh. The Joneses is supposed to be anybody that has more than you, and you're trying to be the same as them and keep up with them to oh. the detriment of yourself. All right, you changed my mind on that name. Yeah, I mean the Kardashians just ran it into the ground. It's unfortunate, yeah. But, yeah. but that that sounds like a fun movie. So I don't like the name, but that sounds yeah. like a fun movie. It is, yeah. Well, I'd assume it is. It has yeah. Zach Galifianakis and John Hamm. Fuck yeah, Hell yeah. love John Hamm. But that's uh, keeping up with the Joneses. It's a PG thirteen, one hundred and one minute runtime. It's listed as an action comedy. Mm-hmm. What's the is that Ouija? Uh, yeah. The next the next is a home. Well, a suburban company, a, a suburban couple yeah. becomes. Uh, embroiled in an international espionage plot when they discover that their seemingly perfect new neighborhood are government spies. So uh, you know what? I guess that plot didn't even matter. That plot point nah. didn't matter. It it's gonna, it's <laughs> gonna, be, it's gonna be a broad comedy of the year. Yeah, yeah, action comedy thing. Uh, the next thing is a Ouija: Origin of Evil. Didn't we have one Ouija movie already? I feel like there sucked. was. I feel like there was. I saw already. it and it wasn't good. This was uh, listed at PG thirteen. Already, oh. yeah, already a horror movie PG thirteen. Like you, mm. can't do it. It's, uh, it's uh, in 1967, Los Angeles, a widowed mother and her two daughters add a new stunt. You don't know, Ouija, Origin of Evil, PG-13, 99-minute runtime, horror thriller, no, see it or don't. No, you yeah, know. it's not going to be a good movie. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I reckon mm-hmm. it's a sequence of the, the other Ouija movie that we had yeah. a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And fuck that movie. You ever you ever play with the Ouija board? I don't either, man. It's like, just, fuck all of that. Fuck all of the Hocus Pocus stuff. Like, it's not going to happen. It's not. I'm not I want it to happen. I want it to happen. <laughs> Like I'm like the the people the the white people that they make fun of in yeah. movies to where they're like they like black people see something they run away and the white <laughs> people go and they investigate yeah. like I'm like those white people that will investigate because I don't believe shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. I have the same problem too. <laughs> you know? 
you, you tell me there's a fucking ghost in the other room. I'm going in the other room. Like, I need to know about this. Like, I, I don't believe I need to see shit. the shit for myself. There's a goddamn ghost. Fuck yeah, I'm going to check it out. Exactly. You know? We're going to die one day. Yeah, Just definitely. Just like horribly. Definitely. Yeah. It's going to be a noise in the kitchen, and the dude's going to come like, gotcha, bitch. Yeah. Stab yeah. us. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I'll, I'm fine dying to the hands of like an extraterrestrial or, or a ghost of any kind. Event. Yeah, any kind of supernatural event. I'll, I'll gladly die for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, something beautiful in that. The uh, and last but not least is a uh, Jack Reacher. Never go back. It's another uh, Tom Cruise movie. Yep. So some Cruise being some Cruise and uh and guns and, yeah. and and cars, I guess. Yeah. I like the first Jack Reacher was good though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's it was okay. Bad. It's not bad. It was pretty okay. Like, can he can he do anything besides action movies at this point? Uh, I think he's just typecast now. You know, I mean, yeah. he's he's just redoing the same movies though. Yeah. Jack Reacher over and over, Mission Impossible over and over. Like, well, just, I, I thought I do like the Mission Impossible movies were pretty decent. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying they're bad. Like, I mean, yeah. the movies that he's putting out, they're good quality. But I'm just like, shit. Like, can you do anything original at this point, or do we just have to continue to see you do Mission Impossible and Jack Reacher? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, um, but it's uh, Jack Reacher must uncover the truth behind a major government conspiracy in order to clear his name. On the run as a fugitive from the law, Reacher uncovers a potential secret from the past that could change his life forever. You know what? These plots don't matter. So it's born, ult- uh, like it's born Jason pre- born yeah, it's Jason ultimatum. Born, born ultimatum without the amnesia. Yeah, like these plots don't matter. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I feel like we just had a moment where we realized that it's just like you know what just. I think we're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. J- Jack Reacher. I mean, you know what you're going. If you want to go see Jack Reacher, you know what you're going to go see. Yeah. I mean, and it's not a bad movie. Like they're they're good. I think the accountant also comes out this week. Uh, that was well. The accountant comes out. You know, we record these ahead of time. Oh. So last week I announced the accountant, and in real I life, the account. Yeah. I I have fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I. Oops. <laughs> the 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 magic of podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. I uh, something I want to point out that I do before yeah. we end. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I address the audience, yeah. uh, and I look at you when I'm talking to you, but mm-hmm. when I address the audience, I look at my computer. Oh, yeah? Really? <laughs> I, never, I never noticed that. Yeah, it's just like, hi, how are you guys doing? I just look at the waveforms of me yeah. saying it. And I've been doing that like five times, so then I feel really dumb about it. Wow. All right. <laughs> I, I didn't notice. <laughs> anyway, is that it for movie? That's it. All right. Uh, thank you guys for watching. We have... This is the end of episode 38. Episode fucking 38. Wow. It's kind of insane. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, just go with Scarface. And also, you can find us on Twitter at underscore FFS Podcast. You can find us on iTunes Podcast app on there for film's sake, on Google Play Music on there for film's sake, mm-hmm. uh, SoundCloud on there for film's sake, yep. and a Facebook page under the same name. And now we are also waiting on approval to get on Stitcher, oh, yeah. which, in my opinion, is a much better podcast app than most. Hey, hey. Uh, so look out on for that shit in the next yes. couple of episodes and thank you guys for watching thank you so much for the support and we will see you next week later guys cheers